When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, only in New York. Welcome to Only in New York. I'm Tracy Carnazzo. And I'm Andrea Allen. And I'm Hemda. And our guest today is an incredible writer, comedian, and editor. And she's the co-host of the hilarious podcast, Crazy in Bed. Thank you so much for being here, Mae Wilkerson. Thank Hi. you for having me. Hi. God damn it. I love Mae Wilkerson. What a fucking delight it is to see you. When I heard that Mae was going to be on the show, I was like, yes, this is like, I'm in for this. This is what I'm here for. I cannot wait to talk to her. She has so many crazy stories. Yeah. Mae also, Mae also is like a fellow sober person, but has cute hair and a nice bracelet and a matching outfit and is always put together. And then she's like, one time I jumped off a bridge and you're like, what did you <laughs> fucking say? May definitely the exterior does not match the interior. Which He's is a always secret my- wild animal. A yeah, secret really. Wild animal. Secret wild animal. Yeah. Well, welcome Thank to you. the show. Uh, d- where were you raised? Why did you come to New York? Uh, where were you raised? Who raised me to yeah to look like I have my shit together while being an absolute uh, destructive hot mess on the inside? Um, that Massachusetts. So okay. feel, oh, that explains like that, it. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that really lines up because everyone in Massachusetts is like very. It's like I got. I'm okay. Everything is fine. And then there, yeah, things are not. Narrator, things were not fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you? Did you grow up near Boston? Like what part? Yeah, I grew up in a small sort of suburban town, about fifteen minutes outside of Boston. And I. What was it cousin, called? It, it was called. <laughs> I don't know why I'm afraid to say. Say it. Um, it's so small that people could could really? know where I'm from. Yeah, it's like oh my God, a tiny it's little hollow. Yeah. Is it Maytown? It's yeah. It's called May Wilkerson Town. Wilkerson yeah. City. Population me. Yeah, that's how narcissistic I am. Um, Did no, you like that growing up? Did you like the small town aspect of it? No, I didn't. I did not like. I did not like it. I mean, I was very fortunate and grateful, and my I had a nice family and stuff. But um, I just didn't feel like there's a very high. I was just talking to my parents about this. There is a very high premium placed on athleticism. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like a Massachusetts. Uh, that's a small area. town thing. That's though. a yeah. small town thing. Right? And that's like, a New England thing as well. Very New England. And because I was really bad at sports, I felt like a, a complete loser and a failure. And every day I was like, I'm never going to succeed at life because I'm bad at kickball. It was like, <laughs> yeah, just and that was true. And it was true. And look at me now, a complete <laughs> failure at life. <laughs> just saying. I mean, so if you're listening and you're young and you're bad at kickball, just give up now because there's no point. If you're listening and you're young and your <laughs> biggest problem is you're bad at kickball, why are you listening? Yeah, yeah you're fucked. What are you uh, doing? What are you doing? Um, no, I feel like the kind of people who are bad at kickball and young pr- would listen to this podcast and find joy Absolutely. in it because New York City is the hope for all like weird, artsy, kind of yep. like creative kids who don't fit in in their small suburban towns. And you're like, one day I'm going to go to New York City and everyone's going to be a fucking weirdo and I'm going to fit in. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly, exactly yeah. what happened. Exactly. That's even how I felt from Queens. I'm just like, I'm going to go into Manhattan and <laughs> I, I'll blend in somehow. I didn't expect to be such a freak because I thought freaks are something different, but I was looking for it hardcore. Enough with the pretending to be normal. It felt like shit. Yes, that's exactly how I felt my whole childhood. I felt like everyone, you had to pretend to be normal if you wanted to fit in. And then I would go to New York. I had family in New York City, so we would go to visit them. And every time I got to New York City, my heart would just like like burst with joy. I just remember like getting out of the car and being like, everyone here is a freak. I love it. I love it. There's like crazy people talking to themselves. I'm like, one day I'm going to grow up and talk to myself in public too. This is amazing. Naked (laughs) Cowboy was there. Do you guys remember the Naked Cowboy? Of course I do. Yeah. Is he not there anymore? 
I mean, I don't. I, I assume he is, but I don't know if he's currently working. During yeah, he, I, I heard that he's uh, taking a COVID break. He's actually doing only Zoom naked, uh, <laughs> naked cowboying, um, and everyone Venmo's him a few dollars. Yeah, for the listeners who don't know who the naked cowboy is, ooh, um, good one. <laughs> and that was my first uh, when I visited New York City for the first time. I was on a theater trip, as as you know, as mentioned, <laughs> theater kids come here to like find themselves, and we went to Times Square and there was a man. He's gorgeous. The naked cowboy is incredibly jacked. He has long blonde hair. He looks like an Adonis. Like he looks like a Greek statue. He's like Fabio. Yeah. 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 He's beautiful. He's wearing only his underpants and cowboy boots and a cowboy hat. And he lets you take pictures with him. Um, I have a photo of me grabbing a full hand of ass and I think he does donations only. He makes a full living off of it. And he's Do you been remember how much you gave him? Like, what is the, the decision process there? Because uh, it seems like $1 for grabbing someone's ass shouldn't be enough. But at the same time, like... I think it's a numbers game for him. He's like, I'll get 10 schoolgirls for $1. Then I'll get an adult oh. for 20 Oh, I was definitely... Oh, a great. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, Robert John Burrick, better known as the Naked Cowboy, is an American actor, singer, songwriter, writer, and street performer who sings in New York City's Times Square. He wears only cowboy boots, a hat, white briefs, with a guitar strategically placed to give the illusion of nudity. Yes. And did you know, you guys saw that there was a a naked cowgirl in response to it, and she got a lot of uh, press, of course, because she's a woman, but also she was topless because in New York, a law passed, I don't know, a couple decades ago. Yes. You can be topless. It is lawful. Yeah. Yeah. So she was just pushing that boundary. She might have made a couple more dollars than him right sure. off the bat. <laughs> also, M&M's, the candy, I think, stole the Naked Cowboy's uh, likeness for an ad, and he right. sued them. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. I remember something about that. I was going to say, doesn't he seem kind of, don't you feel like there's like a, him and also the guy who walks around with the cat on, you remember the Oh, I love the guy with the cat on his head. I do too, but don't you feel like New Yorkers, there's like eccentric weirdos in New York and then there's the eccentric weirdos that are kind of sellouts and those guys are almost like, they're like almost kind of too corporate by New York standards because you're like, you guys like charge money. Like, you know, if you were a real crazy person, you would just have a cat on your head for fun. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're on Bedford Avenue. You're not edgy. You're fucking sellout. (laughs) Sure. I think that in the West Village on McDougal Street, where a lot of comics frequent, uh, we, and I, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. There are uh, very corporate uh, homeless people and, yeah. you know, quote unquote, street performers. You know, yeah. there's the guy with tinfoil on his dreadlocks and he has all of his dreadlocks tinfoiled. And I yeah. think he has tinfoil on his teeth as well. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to picture it. Then we have um, the what's the guy? They don't call him Tiger Woods. They call him something else. He's the guy who plays um, golf with the milk cartons on West Third and McDougal. <laughs> I don't know that I know that. Oh, Tracy, <laughs> Tracy, it's really insider info. Oh my god, you guys don't know about this. Um, Not that guy. Hold on, I'm the producer, so I'm googling. <laughs> a comedian, a comedian once tweeted, like, I wonder if these street performers have open mics for themselves, you know, because comedians have open mics. Like, is there a guy who like paints himself silver? Yeah, so he's too far. His name is Tiger Hood. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I once went to a meeting of getting that license to be a street performer for uh, a license for making balloon animals on the street for money. And there's an entire committee and there's a whole sitting down and they, for street performers, they're like, showtime, showtime. They ask you what your spiel is. It has to be like compliant with all this stuff. So everything that they say, it's on repeat, like between crew to crew, because you have to follow certain guidelines in order to not be shooed away by the cops. So we had to make sure that we had a spiel. We're not just like some grumpy puss, you know, coming out and and telling people they had to have all this charisma and audition. And I was there for it. It was goofy as fuck, but I got my license. (laughs) Oh, wow. Do you still have that license today? Is I that might. like a lifetime? I, no, no. It's like for a year and then you have to reapply because they want to, you know, mm. like keep it diverse and, and give sure. people. Yeah. But I was oh. doing it. I was making balloons for people on the South Street Seaport 
legally for the first time of me making balloons on the street. Did wow. it make money? How, did you make a good amount of money? I feel like those street performers make a decent amount of money purely because of the traffic. Like how many Yeah, people? if you don't panic, if you stay in a place where you're like, this is outside the children's zoo in Central Park and I'm being flexible about how much people can give me, then it's like you said, some people will give you a dollar for like five different balloons and then a rich family will come and give you a 20 because that's their version of a dollar. But yeah. if you just plant yourself and just keep going and ready and friendly and keeping people around. I don't, I think I could make like $200 within three hours, maybe two sometimes on a good day. Really? And I was, you know, early twenties. So I always felt like I could be early an artist Early twenties. I'll do that now. I'll fucking yeah. pay myself <laughs> silver for $200. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, it's, it's just, you just stand there. I mean, it's a lot of work and you're in the sun and you have to be nice to everybody, but don't you always have to do that? Yeah, for wow. sure. For sure. Guys, also, I want to just let you know, Tiger Hood, there's a documentary <laughs> about him on YouTube. Uh, and we could post that in the group that we have on Facebook called Only in New York Podcast. Uh, so go in there and I will absolutely post uh, the documentary. It's called uh, Neighborhood Golf Association. <laughs> I think, wait, maybe the, I might be lying about that. But it is, um, yeah, Tiger Hood. He, uh, he's amazing. That's going to watch that. That's May's uh, it's stage name. <laughs> Tiger Tiger Hood. <laughs> <laughs> so, May, w- when did you decide to move to New York City? You always loved it, but when did you like pull the trigger to come here? After college. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I was like 23. And um, I just like, I didn't prepare or anything. I just very like impulsively just got on a bus with like all my stuff in a bag and moved to New York. Well, my, like dad was like, bag have, my dad was like, you should have some money saved up. And I was like, I have a thousand dollars, dad. <laughs> <laughs> I am rich. It's <laughs> <laughs> like working shit. in customer service. And I just like quit my customer service job and moved to New York. And, yeah. and what happened when you got here? Where did you stay? Um, well, my parents actually have a rich friend who lives in the Dakota, which is on the other side. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that was my first apartment. Not, oh, my God. My you apartment. poor thing. I know. It was crazy. It was pretty wild. I, I mean, it was amazing. It was like the best month of my life. Then I got kicked out. But So um, the Dakota, for people that don't live in New York City, a lot of our listeners are just from all over the world. Can you tell us a little bit about the Dakota? The Dakota being a very, very famous building here uh, with a lot of famous tech. So I'm sure you know a little bit about that. A little bit. Um, Yeah, the Dakota is uh, famously where John Lennon lived when he was shot. And actually, my mom was staying in the Dakota and saw him get shot. (gasps) Happened. Yeah. What? Family lore. Wait, like saw it happen? No, she heard the gunshot and she looked out the window and she saw. (gasps) Oh, whoa! That was December eighth, nineteen eighty. Yeah. Oh Did you just God. say that like it was just a thing your mom saw? <gasps> okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay, go. Oh my God. No, it's crazy. It's Did your Yoko Ono live- still lives there? Yeah, mm-hmm. she does. I kept hoping I'd run into her in the elevator, but I never did. Did you, did your mom, was it your mom's friend that she lived with the Dakota when she lived there? Like, is it someone who's lived there for a long time? Yes. We're, we just have one friend. We have one family friend. Yeah. Hook me up with this <laughs> Who lives in the Dakota. Dakota friend. Yeah. She is so cool too. She is so cool. She's in her eighties now, I think. And she's just like, she's, she's a psychiatrist and she just has like such a cool life. She collects art. Um, How did you get yeah. kicked out of that place? Well, good question. You sang Yoko songs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At two in the morning. Hoping that nobody how appreciated I would it. Get her. Yeah, like I was trying to speak Yoko, hoping that yeah. she would respond. Just Instead, two dolphins <laughs> showed up. <laughs> and yeah, um, I, uh, I was there for a month and it was actually going pretty well. But the family friend, I was working as a waitress. I was actually waitressing at the Comedy Cellar. That was my first job in New York City. Oh, my and God. Um, but also the family friend hired me to help her with like some administrative stuff, basically just as a, probably a favor to me and my parents. Like she was yeah. like, I'll, I'll help your scrappy raggedy little kid who I ran out <laughs> the $1,000 dried up real, real quickly on the way no. home from like, what? yeah, within like <laughs> a day or two. And, um, so she was paying me to help her with administrative stuff. And I accidentally deleted all the emails off of her Blackberry. 
So she was really upset. Yeah, but you know what, though? Oh, Who has a BlackBerry? I understand that this was a different time. But, you know, oh, hind- hindsight, you have a BlackBerry, and that's what you deserve. Oh, you deleted man. all the emails? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What did she say? I don't think I've ever fucked up that badly at a job. That's I don't amazing. Think I have either. That was a that was a low point, and the stakes were really high. It was literally. Like Did you do high. it one by one by accident? <laughs> Over twenty four hours. Oops! It only took Oops, me there thirty. Goes another one. Oops! There goes another one. Oh my god! Wait, how? How did you delete what all her emails? But I know that. Have you guys ever used a BlackBerry? They're really confusing. They no, don't I, make any sense. I have. Yes. Yeah, I have. I've never deleted every email. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but I just didn't know how to fix it. I don't. I, I truly don't know. I don't know what happened. It was. I am. I, I blacked it out. It was a traumatic. She's moment. got enough money to fix that. I feel. Yeah, like. I feel well, like she had a cloud buy... before everybody else does. No, no. <laughs> you can't buy back your emails. Honestly, you can't buy back your emails. Exactly. Money she called. Buy you she called Hillary emails. right away. Yeah. Hey, were you working on Hillary's campaign? Tell me the truth. Yeah. Was it this you? This is Hillary. This was Hillary. <laughs> and this she's like, was, these were the Benghazi emails. I <laughs> am the reason May, Trump I is president. So, so not was only- blackout drunk and she fucking- <laughs> I was, yeah. You see, Andrew, it takes an alcoholic to be like, you were probably drunk, right? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Were oh, you yeah. drunk? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I got to say this. So not only, I know that we talked about uh, John Lennon being shot there, and I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt you, but also yeah. one of the most famous celebrities, one of the- in my life, the most A-list celebrity lives in the Dakota, uh, and that's Maury Povich. Oh, oh, oh shut up. Thing. Sorry, guys, yeah. but that's, yeah, that's my personal Jesus. So do you, do you know, do you want to hear something weird about Maury Povich? And this is actually L.A. related. Yeah, I mean, just watch your mouth because it's my guy. I'm not even going to. Okay. Honestly, he's the hero of this story. So uh, last time I was in L.A., I actually saw May. It was a very traumatic time. I had a boyfriend who was a coke addict. Everything was coming apart at the seams. I had a horrible show where I got kicked off the stage for being too crude. Um, and, and I was literally like almost broomed off the stage. Um, and, and then I had another show and I was taking a car. I was so frazzled. Um, I also had like lost my place to stay. And then I went to do a, sh- a second show and I crushed like I was one of the best sets of my life and Maury Povich was sitting in the center laughing his fucking ass off and after and I kept being like what you know when you're you're performing and you're looking at an audience member and you're like is that is that my uncle is this fucking Maury Povich like am I did I finally break from reality and I think Maury Povich is in this audience but he's not um and then afterwards, he came up to me and he was like, you're so you're not filthy. the father. Oh. I love it. He's like, I love you. I love a filthy woman. You made my night. And I was like, what Connie. the fuck is happening right now? Connie. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Andrea, I didn't know that about That's you. Crazy. I didn't know I could love you more, but here we are. Yeah. Um, so, May, I'm sorry. So you fucked up all the way. You're the worst. Now what happens? <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I went to stay at my cousin's for a Wait, while. So she kicked you out? Yeah, she kicked me out. What did she say? She, did, she didn't say... I honestly don't remember, but she was just really upset. I think I maybe I left because I felt so bad. You slipped um, away. You're like, I'm kicked out. Thank you. Yeah, basically, I yeah, I poured my rum in a to-go cup and I <laughs> hit the door. Um, I just remember being like really upset and mad at myself and so embarrassed because this family friend is like so important. But she didn't even like. I don't think she even remembers this that this happened because I've seen her many <laughs> times since then. Um, and yeah, she she got over it. But um, yeah, I went to stay with my cousin for a while and then I found an actual apartment. And what was your in. first apartment like? My first apartment was, uh, it was, um, I, well, I went to look at it and there was two roommates, two guys. It was like, it threw a, it was through my other cousin, another cousin. I have a lot of cousins and it was through another cousin. She like hooked it up. Yeah, exactly. And there was two guys and only one of them did I meet before agreeing to move in, which I now realize that's a mistake. So Mm -hmm. there's a, if one of the roommates is not there during the showing, there, there might be a reason for that. So the one that I did meet was super nice. And the apartment, you guys will understand five ninety a month prospect Mm -hmm. Heights, two blocks from the subway, gorgeous apartment, really Mm -hmm. nice. 
like wow. n- no problems that I could see with a yeah. super nice landlord. Everything seemed perfect. I was like, wow, I love New York. Everything's really coming up roses for me. This is great. I can actually afford this. That is a New York City <laughs> thing. If you ever stop to think like things are going really well, uh, something's about to fuck you in the ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of like when- actively like think nice things. Yeah, when like, there's nope. an empty mm-hmm. subway car. This was the empty subway car of apartments. You were like, oh yeah. my God, I get this whole car to myself. This is amazing. And as you step in, and the doors close. What happens? What what happened exactly in, in what happened in this apartment as you stepped in and the doors closed so behind you? I um I yeah, I I moved in. I didn't have a bed, I didn't have any furniture, I just still had my little suitcase. So I was sleeping on the couch in the living room um for like a few nights. And the first night I woke up at four in the morning and there was a man standing over me watching Stop me. It. <laughs> it gets worse. He had a he had a boa constrictor of around it gets his neck. Worse. Oh my god. Oh. Okay. So snake around his neck, just staring at you. Yeah. He was. Well, he was wondering what this woman was doing. Hey, you couch. know what? Fair enough. Yeah. yeah I'm here fair. with my snake. What the fuck are you doing here? That. But frankly, he should have been like you know put two and two. Anyway, he. Also, he he lived there. He collected snakes and other critters, and but mainly snakes were his passion. And he, he the thing was like I well he was he had just gotten back from work. He worked at a bar on the down the block, and Is he this had just on the got Lower back. East Side because <laughs> no Brooklyn love snakes there. Because dated him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was, was like, was Brooklyn, his name sorry. Jimmy? <laughs> no, that would be cool. He wasn't one of those cool, like, professional snake okay. wranglers or whatever they have on the <laughs> no, he, it, it was. It was just a pa- It was a side project. It was project. just a side a project. project. <laughs> yeah, it was a passion project, uh, a hobby, if you will. Um, no, he wo- He had just gone back from his job. He also was a big drinker. So we had gone back. He was having his, like, post-shift drink. So he was just kind of drinking with his boa constrictor. So I woke up. Was the boa constrictor to- drinking, too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he like was drinking with the boa That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he's like, come on, guy. Get on my neck. Let's have a few. <laughs> Actually, I'm not yeah. drinking alone if the snake is with me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Ooh, I like that loophole. <laughs> um, no, I just woke up and, like, had a drink with him and at four in the morning, and then we caught up. Anyway, he was the other roommate, and he was <laughs> – fine he was fine but the snake thing was like kind why of see i gotta tell you i'm hey, what's, not what's wrong with that i'm not following this one because i love snakes mm-hmm. um i like you know when when the guy on the street so this is something that non-new yorkers might not understand there's guys on the street with snakes yeah lots yeah, of guys on the streets with snakes so scary. You, you could take a picture with them you pay them and you take a picture with the snake i always pay them yeah. Aww. I mean, I am in the middle of a busy work day and I will stop what I'm doing and I will at least pet the snake and give them some money. Oh, Lord, Tracy. Oh, you're so crazy. I'm a big sauce. What the big fuck? into snakes, big into snakes. Oh. One of my favorite, uh, my absolute favorite animals. Uh, when I, my sweet 16, my mother's like, what do you want for your birthday? This is your sweet 16. And I was like, I want a ring with two snake heads. Yeah, you. Well, would I had be a snake ring, that sure. crossed, yeah. right? But it's because it was it was because of my love for snakes. Like I love a snake. And no, if there's a snake a in my house, no. If there's a snake in my house, stay. Tracy, this could have been a, a dream coupling for Tracy. If I, I would have woken up on a couch and had an image of a man with a boa, I would have been like, "Oh my god, this is this is even better than I thought." Wow. wow. $5.90 a month and free snake petting. <laughs> How long did you last there? Um, I think I lasted like six months. I, okay. I didn't I, I didn't like this guy, honestly. Mm, okay. I, I think what? it was Why? it was well, I don't like snakes. I'm not like Tracy. I hate snakes. I am so scared of them. So the fact that there were snakes in my part, I, I like was constantly on edge and I thought they were going to like sleep. Yeah, you don't have to explain this to me. I understand. Yes. I know <laughs> Tracy's crazy. I, I <laughs> fully was like, yeah. I, just, I didn't realize I was in like such a pro snake environment right now. I know. I'm, 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 I would myself. be very, if I found Thank a man standing above me with a snake around his neck, I would be very upset. <laughs> it's still better than just a snake. Like if you just woke up and there's Sure. At least he had a handler. Or yeah. honestly, just a man without a snake is almost worse than a man with a snake. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. At least there was like a little bit of a. There like, was an oh. animal. Yeah, there was like a re- there was a context for instead of 
instead of him watching me sleep and me being like, why are you watching me sleep? It was like, oh, uh, what's your snake's name? Like, I think that was like. <laughs> right. He's like, my buddy wanted to see, my buddy wanted to meet you. <laughs> it's yeah, a conversation like, starter. Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, so where'd you go from there? Have, wait, wait. I got to know. No, 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 no. I honestly. Just glossing he, this shit over. How I many never, did he have? How, where did he keep them? They were all in his room and okay. I never went in his room. Did I, they sleep I would, in his bed with him? I Maybe. I don't know, but he, if you looked in his room, he, it was like a wall of cages, mm. like glass tanks, tanks and cages because oh. he also, and this was another part that I had. What else did he have? Snakes eat live rodents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he would go to the pet store and he would bring home mice, mice. And, yeah. and, ha- and like hamsters and gerbils and feed them to his That's snake. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> Which is Snakes like, I eat. guess the circle of life. Like, I don't know, but I... I don't want the circle of life in my house. Okay. I know. I was like, can't, Granted, you, can't yes. the snake be like a vegetarian? Like, can't you at least put your snake on like a vegan diet or something? It was just really... Or can't, can't the snake just eat the rats that are going to come through here? Yeah. Like, I know. This is New York. Exactly. How many did he have? Do you know how many he had? I didn't ask. I didn't really want to know. What else did he have besides mice? Because you say like there are a lot of critters. Was like, did he have like a tarantula? Like what was the... I think he did have, I think he did have tarantulas. That goes hand in hand. He was also kind of an alcoholic. He was, no, he was fully an alcoholic, but he was also... (laughs) I don't know that you could be kind of an alcoholic. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, you can't. That's true. Yeah, you really can't. Um, He was fully an alcoholic, but I think the the snakes and the critters were kind of an addiction, like a compulsion. Like he would like couldn't stop buying, like getting and acquiring snakes and other like... Owning of exotic animals is definitely a red flag and also a personality type. Early Tiger King It's a mental disorder. Yeah. For sure, Tiger King vibes. Women particularly who own birds... Yikes. Ooh, yeah. Concerning. Drop in. You're about to meet someone who's a fucking that, lunatic. Control issues. Yeah. Possibly. Well, you're yeah. you're taking a, a a creature with flight and putting them in especially a New York apartment. Yeah. We don't even want to be in here. Now you're putting birds in here? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, dog owners are crazy too for like a different reason. Like we're all <laughs> hanging by a thread. But that's, you know, everyone <laughs> everyone well, did, did any are apartment, all their own kind of crazy. Did any apartment get worse? Was it a worse? Yeah, that wasn't. That was a, not even close to being the worst. Um, <laughs> that was the best, actually, because uh, you know, <laughs> Listen, Lucy I had pets. Um, I agree. Pets. Um, yeah. Uh, what happened? So then, after that, I moved in with some friends, and um, that was fun in Williamsburg. We did a lot of like partying. But there was definitely a situation with one of my roommates where we were both like kind of substance abusers and it was like getting kind of bad. And kind of substance abusers? Or there, could, there can only be one of us. Kind of yeah, bad. It's, yeah, it's better when there's – exactly. There's four women and two of us were like uh, – it's actually three of us were probably substance abusers. But two of us were like really bad. And so I would come back really drunk and she would come back really high in cocaine. And then we would – we were really good friends by day. We got along so well. She's a wonderful person, also sober now. But we would uh, we would come back at like 1 or 2 in the morning and we would get in these like crazy fights where we would throw <laughs> furniture and like food at each other. And it was like really violent. And then we would just go to sleep. I and then we'd love wake, this. I and then love we'd wake this. up the next day and everything was fine. And like pretend everything was fine. Do you and remember? Clean up? <laughs> Um, yeah, I think we no, cleaned I up. I think cleaning. <laughs> no, I do remember cleaning. I remember cleaning after. I remember being like, yeah, yeah. Like just what like kind of food? Right, like fr- frozen peas and stuff. Like, fr- oh, come food. on. Frozen peas. That's like throwing glitter. Yeah. Frozen wasabi. I remember throwing frozen Get wasabi. Get a whole sauce. I remember throwing individual wasabi peas. Oh, my God. And you're like, like seven years later, you're sitting on the couch and just like there's a wasabi pea. You're like, come on, May. You're like, still good. Okay. <laughs> um, no, like, yeah, it was, um, it, was, it was pretty messy. But did the other two roommates wake up when you were throwing shit around? <sighs> probably, yeah. I, pro- I, I think I made amends to all of these people. Okay. At some point. Yeah. Wow. It, you know, I got to tell you, it sounded like at this point you really needed some help and online counseling would have been an amazing option for you. I've yes. been using BetterHelp online counseling. I absolutely love it. You could do it anywhere. You could do it in your room. 
You could do it, uh, you know, out in the common area. You could do it. You could go take a walk and do it because it's on your phone. You could video chat. You could text if you're having any kind of, you know, issue that you want to talk about. Uh, And they deal with depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, trauma. Does someone own a bunch of snakes in your life? Right. You could absolutely talk to them about that. Are you having, you know, irrational fears and phobias? In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by by visiting betterhelp.com slash New York. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, and that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash New York. I use BetterHelp. It's the only thing keeping me together. Really love True that service. Story. It's super easy. Also, they have financial aid. Like it's, it's very, it's less expensive than regular therapy and you should just go and check it out. Maybe it's something that you could qualify for. So definitely do that. Yeah. If you, if you are saying stuff like, and then we just fight every night at 1 a.m. Like just tell someone. And yeah. this might be the right yeah. person to tell. Yeah. So really, it wasn't New York, May, that was bringing you into these bad apartments. No. You did that. I did that fully. Yeah, yeah. my only New York stories are all like, only when you're an active alcoholic <laughs> in any place in the world, really. But the, the thing about being an alcohol, active alcoholic in New York City is that you can find so many other ones, and you can just get into such fun with one another. Oh like if, my God, yes. If it's like, oh, I want to find a mess to talk about... Uh, anything with at 4 a.m. It's there. It, there's like 20 people available to you at all times. So it's very oh, easy. My it's God. So true. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. I, I had a way. I just had a way of finding them. Um, but then, yes, it's true. But then I got sober and I still put myself in really terrible living situations. So I, I was like, like not, my first apartment in sobriety or my second apartment is I moved a lot too. My, my second apartment in sobriety was, um, it was in Williamsburg. It was grand and Lorimer, great location. Okay, nice. So before, and it was really cheap. It was like $600 and or six fifty a month. And so I automatically was kind of like, I'm going to take this apartment. Like, yeah, cause that's a, that's a prime location. Yeah, so Williamsburg yeah. is like, basically like the Mecca of, you know, hipster Brooklyn, gentrified Brooklyn and Grand and Lorimer is like the heart of even that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you're right by the train and you're right by the bridge that takes you into the lower part of Manhattan, which is great. Yes. It, it was prime location. A lot of my friends lived in that area. So I was just like, no matter what, I'm going to take this apartment. So they had a lot of weird sort of stipulations. They were like, you can't bring peanut butter into the apartment because one of us is so allergic that if I even look at peanut butter, I will die. And like she went into like, it was a very long listing, but I was oh, like, yeah. I can, I saw it as a challenge. I was like, I can do it. And they were like, we want someone quiet. We don't want partiers. You can't invite friends over. You can't invite partners over. Like you can't oh, look no at partners. peanut butter. You have mm-hmm. to So like, no peanut butter and no dick. No dick. <laughs> I mean, what, was, what a life. I, I was sober at the time. So I was like, <laughs> I, I can I gave up alcohol. I can give up peanut butter and dick. No problem. Um, and so I was like, I can do this. So I basically saw it as a job interview and I was like, I'm going to get this apartment. They were really weird. They had like no affect and they were evangelical Christians. They had like crosses everywhere, which should have been like a warning. <sighs> well, that's sign. so safe. Okay. That's like a safe. No, that's safe. I mean, $50 and crosses. Should crosses. Be- a yeah. big problem in New York City. One cross, maybe, but when there's more than mm-hmm. one cross, you mm-hmm. gotta, unless they're like in their 80s, then it's kind of <laughs> cute. But if these were like a couple in their 30s, yeah, like you haven't had time to accumulate this many crosses. So where? Right. You're exactly. actively buying many crosses a day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah, you're like a subscriber to like, there's cross an abundance of crosses. <laughs> more <laughs> crosses than snakes in my last apartment. Oh, <laughs> this my you have like a punch card. Yeah, like you get Do your free you, Would cross. you say that they had a cross compulsion? A cross <laughs> to bear? Yeah, that's that was their addiction. They were addicted to Jesus. Uh, so they were really, really, really weird. Possibly no. the weirdest people I've ever met. And the guy would stay up all night when I would go to the bathroom, like at late at night, he was in the kitchen with one light on reading the Bible. No. Okay, but in his defense, the Bible is a very long book. And, and the, very only, juicy. The, the only way you are going to read this whole thing is by staying up at all hours of the night. Yeah, so true. There could be, I bet you there's snakes in there. I bet you there's snakes. <laughs> no, there's snakes. Definitely snakes. No, there is so. snakes. Have you never read the Bible, Andrea? No. 
Andrea, you would love the Bible. It's I'm, fucking I'm crazy. about it. There's you incest. It's you would actually relate to parts of the Bible because it's crazy stories about like crazy shit happening. <laughs> about people on mushrooms, about people yeah. out of control. I mean, sort yeah. of. Yeah, yeah maybe maybe next few months. I'll, that'll be it's, my next uh, core project. We'll be taking on the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> That's a podcast right there. Andrea Andrea reads the Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, so okay, he's so up in the middle of the night reading the Bible. He was always reading the Bible. She, They were both just so weird. And the apartment had no living room because they were like sleeping in the living room. And then there was they were renting out to me and this other oh, girl. Oh, so they converted it into a no li- – I've seen a these three things. three-bedroom. Yes. And then I realized – because I did a little math. I realized like they were not paying rent. They were charging me and this other yes. girl for the full rent, and mm-hmm. they were not paying rent. And so – More people. It, Mm-hmm. Smart people. I mean, I, people. yeah, I, at that point you're like, yeah, well, I still like this rent. So whatever. But yeah, not having a living room. Also, I don't know that it mattered, but you're Jewish. I don't know if that came up because all the crosses and whatever. It didn't come up. They never yeah. asked me, are you Jewish? Uh, they never had. It could have possibly. Well, you look like an, you look like an Aryan princess. So yeah. just. Yeah. You look like you're Protestant. I look like I'm Protestant, but I act like I'm completely godless. So you would never <laughs> think that I have any kind of religion. Um, although, yeah. Uh, I so- am filled with Christ's love. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. They, we never talked about anything. They were just like the weirdest people I've ever met. So I was like, if we had a living room, I wouldn't go in it anyway. So like, why do I, you know what I mean? Like, why do I care? Mm. These people are fucking crazy. I right, just it's not like you're hanging with the people. Yeah. No. yeah. And I had two jobs at this point. So I was like n- always working and just, it was like, it, it seemed fine. Um, but then the, one of the girls moved out and I, and my friend moved in and she was like, Hey, isn't it, doesn't it bother you that like they're using us to cover the rent and they're not paying rent? And I was like, no, this is New York. You know, like that was like maybe my, one of my only New York moments. It was like, I was just, just like, I accept it, whatever. Yeah, like sure. I'm just happy to live here. And she was like, no, this is not cool. And to her credit, she called our landlord and she told Ooh. him Whoa. what was going on. She was okay. a ballsy girl. What is she, she crazy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I the mean, landlord's like, cool, you're all evicted. he kicked them out (gasps) yes he kicked them out and because i came home and they looked distraught and they were throwing crosses they were throwing wasabi peas (laughs) they were throwing books and they were like going bibles psychotic I, I never seen them like this because they were always like very like buttoned up and repressed like hello and I came home and they were like throwing things in the trash and they were like we have to leave and they were like really upset and angry uh. and the landlord came the next day and was like yeah what they were doing was totally illegal we were you out. scared though you're walking into a frantic I was, room I, I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. I remember like talking to some friends of mine like that night. I didn't want to come home because I was scared. And I was like, can, can he kick me out? And she was like, no, you didn't do anything wrong. And I was like, they might kill me. Like these people seem like they could yeah. snap any moment. Yeah. Um, so I just like stayed a- away and then like went home really late at night. But I remember like I couldn't fall asleep that night because I was, I really thought they were going to like kill me in my sleep. I was like, because yeah. it was my friend who called the landlord. Right. At the- yeah. Yeah. And the reason they were so upset is that they were this, they were living off this money. Like they were like make cuz when I found Do out Do you think the they were was, making a little bit more? Yes. I found uh. out they were actually making more because the rent was so cheap on the apartment because after they moved out, I moved another friend in and then I was paying like 400 a month. Like <gasps> Shut between off. the three of us it was like $1200 or something ridiculous. It was this like cuz So you kept the really- illegal bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get the well. Now, like, I and mean, now I charge them both twelve hundred a month. I, became, yeah, I, I was making the money. I started I reading the Bible every cross. night. Yeah, and that's how I became Christian and found the Lord. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you Whoa. told me it meant money, then I mean, it does. Yeah, but the creepiest part was that uh, after they left, I kept getting their mail and I started, they get these really weird newsletters and I was like kind of curious about it. They all had these like crosses on them and they just like seemed really like old school and I started reading them and they were like viciously (gasps) anti-Semitic. Like all of the newsletters, there was a whole article about literally the Jew problem. Whoa. And what, wait, what, but what was the problem? Uh, the problem, oh, I'll tell you what the problem was. Oh, the problem okay. was that the Jewish landlords are stealing from their tenants. 
That's the Jew problem? This was the Jew problem. I thought that was just New York. (laughs) The people that were stealing from me were getting this, like, it was just, like, crazy. And at the time, I was like, I I now realize looking back, like, oh, those are neo-Nazis. Those are are white supremacist neo-Nazi organizations. And I had been living with neo-Nazis. How long did you last there? Well, after they left, I stayed for, like, a year. Before and who lives with a Nazi? Forget I about it. I lived with neo-Nazis for probably like six six months. Oh, my God. Diary. You do a good six months in every situation. Yeah, yeah that's, that's how long I did lasted ever, in a humane situation. In, most in retrospect, did you ever escape. hear them say any like weird shit like, like about no. like purity or any of that type stuff? No, I would have immediately. I mean, if I had heard anything, I was already yeah. like scared of these people. Sure, and I sure. had no, I, they never gave me a real reason to be other than the Bible. I mean, I talked about the Bible thing all the time. I was like, they're fucking crazy. They read the Bible. And my friends were like, well, like a lot of people do read the Bible. Like it's not, You're like, not like this. Yeah. <laughs> like this. Yeah. They read it. Not they in like the kitchen in the it. middle of the night with one light bulb hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Over <laughs> their head. Yeah. Also, like, in, they're like at it. They're like injecting the Bible. <laughs> Also, like, if you hate Jews, why move into Brooklyn? Brooklyn. Williamsburg, <laughs> Brooklyn. Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truly, it's like, it, if you hate snakes, why move into the zoo? You know what I mean? Well, you like, got to catch the Jew in order to throw him down the well, right? True. Yeah. Maybe they knew I was Jewish and they, it was like an act of revenge. I don't think on, they on did. People. I don't think they did. I don't yeah, think no, they did. They definitely, they definitely didn't. And I... I mean, God, I mean, I would have been out of there. You would have been a part of a newsletter. <laughs> it's so true. That's oh what God. you would have been. Took care of one of the problems. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh my God. That's so, so that sounds fun. That was, <laughs> but that, yeah, that was probably one of my worst living situations. <laughs> yeah, was there I'd a moment so. that you were in New York City where you were like, oh my God, I am such a New Yorker. Like this is such a New York moment besides, you know, the snakes and, you know, the living with the Nazis. Have you ever had like a real New York moment? Um, a real New York moment. I mean, I did, I used to play, I used to, when I was drunk, I used to play chess with uh, homeless guys in yep. Washington. Yeah. <laughs> and that was really fun. They're Did so you do good? Fun. No, I was horrible at chess. I was really drunk, but I was just, I was, I would just, I would hang out with them. And people always think that's so weird, but like no, there's dude. actually a, a lot of I really nice. I them too. They're so right? nice. There's yeah. a lot of really nice homeless people. And some yeah. of them actually were like, you got to get your shit together. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're like, great. come on, May. We get it that it's 400 a month, but you can't live with the Nazis, May. <laughs> hey. And just so everybody knows, that park has Washington Square Park, right? Like at any given moment, basically, you can just sit down and play chess with someone. And they're not all yeah. homeless. Maybe like at the times that you were visiting because you were visiting. It was late home. at night. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. during the day. Yeah, at three in the morning, there's not just regular people like hanging to play chess. Someone's people reading that are, the Bible. Someone's right. playing the chess. The people that are playing chess in Washington Square Park at 3 a.m. are home. They're home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're home. Yeah. I was yeah. in there. I walked into their home and they graciously welcomed me. Yeah. That's nice. That's real Christian of them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That is definitely the most New York moment that I could even think of. Yeah. I love that. But there was definitely times like after I got sober, I I did avoid Washington Square for a long time because I did so many crazy things in the West Village and I was embarrassed to face them. Um, The chess players? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah honestly every like the chess players the bouncer you're like the- oh my god that's his shopping cart that's his shopping cart can we just go down the next <laughs> block because i can't just i can't run into this guy i see his shopping cart it's a trader joe's from 14th street oh my god and Tiger i have to get out is here and he's gonna know because i told him i hate myself you know, I probably did meet Tigerhood, and I feel bad that i don't remember it's Tigerhood only- is outside of ben's pizza Ever, I mean, now I don't know what's going on I with know. COVID. I don't know what, what the transfer of work goes. I don't know if he's working from home, but um, maybe he was working from home actually at the time. Yeah, that's yeah, he was. Yeah. But then there's another guy that has, and this, I think he's the most creative guy on the block. Um, he is dressed like a, a karate man. Mm-hmm. And then he has a puppet, a, a marionette puppet 
of himself. Nice. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. an exact replica of himself wearing the same outfit he's wearing. That's does he marinate? Good. Does he marinate? Marinate himself kicking his ass like he he, dog he does the stuff. The it's the crazy. But it's everyone has this awesome shtick, and I'm like, I wish that half of the comics on this block were as talented as these homeless people. Yes. There is a guy, and May, you might know this guy because you lived in Williamsburg. Mm-hmm. There is an old man who plays the violin so badly, so badly, and he hits a tambourine with his foot at the same time. So it's like, and then. It's a one-man band, Andrea. That's what it's, it's a, called. He's 6,000 years old. He's so bad. I hate him. He's been, <laughs> I hate him. I hate this old man. He's been. I feel like he's been present at every bad moment of my life. I've been like, <laughs> I've been like sitting at the Bedford Avenue stop, and then I just hear the fucking violin. You know, he's not real, Andrea, right? <laughs> okay, now get this. Now get this. All right. So I'm like, so COVID hits. I'm like, finally, the violin man's out of my fucking life, right? Okay. I go to a protest in McCarran Park. What do I fucking hear? Ding, I'm like, how do you live through everything? Right? And then you got COVID and you're sitting in your room and then all of a sudden you hear, he's in her room. He's inside of you, Andrea. He's inside of you. He's so That's bad. actually your father's voice in your head. <laughs> he how, do you title, you. how do you title the show? <laughs> You're all May, you, May mentioned that she's embarrassed to see the um, uh, bouncers. What did you do to the bouncers? I don't know. That's the problem. Okay. I, don't <laughs> I, don't, okay. I don't remember. I'm sure it was very loving. Yeah, they don't hate me, but like I did go back probably eight years, eight years after I quit drinking. I remember going to the va- – because I used to go to the Fat Black Pussycat a lot because I worked at the Comedy Cellar, and they kept the Fat Black Pussycat open until like eight or nine in the morning every right. day. Right, that was like the, the after hours. Wait stuff, yeah. So we would go there, and I was just like black- – everyone was blackout, and we would just do all kinds of crazy shit, and like it was just great. It was just – I was just embarrassed because I, I'm already embarrassed easily, and I'm already yeah. like always anxious. So the idea that I'm like – I'm anxious about things I remember. So, of course, I'm anxious about things I don't remember. Mm, And they're usually not bad. But I did go back like eight years later, finally, to the Fat Black Pussycat sober with some friends. And the bouncer was like, hey, I remember you. And he had this look in his eyes where I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. God. You're like, no, I'm better now. I'm better now. I found Jesus. I found Jesus. I found the Lord. Yeah. I I used to cry at bouncers a lot. I used to cry (laughs) at bouncers that like boys didn't like me. Oh, no. Oh, you were like, they were your therapist. Yeah. (laughs) Better help. Better help. You don't need to talk about it. A lot of them were, yeah. They know. Drivers also, I would cry too, and I'd be like, "It just no one ever likes me back." (laughs) I used to cry to cab drivers too, and like talk. I would get, I would get up in the front, like between, like arms between on both front seats, and just be like, "So let's talk about it. Like, have you found love? Like, what does it all mean? What is it all? What's the meaning of life? Yeah, that's called. Wait, so May, you worked at the Comedy Cellar. How long did you? Were you doing comedy when you worked there? No, no. I was um, waitress. Being hit on by all those guys? Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> and hitting on them, <laughs> on them as well. <laughs> so when did you decide to do comedy? I think I wanted to, I wanted to be like a comedy writer. I knew I wanted to write comedy mm-hmm. and then – but I never thought I would have the guts to do it because I, sure. I had like a lot of stage fright. And, um, so I, I kind of thought about it when I was there, but I never actually had the guts to do it. And then it was like years after, it was when I got sober after I got sober. So it was like a few years after that I finally did an open mic. Oh, wow. Where That's did, amazing. Yeah. Well, we're so happy that you did because you are absolutely hilarious. Yes. You are a joy to watch on stage. Every time, you know, we were on a show together, I made sure to watch your set because you made me laugh so hard. Even. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. I, I love, I really did. I liked doing mics with you. I loved watching what you were writing. You are just such a talented writer. Um, and May, what are, what are you working on now? Um, and where could people find you? Um, I am working on surviving uh, mm. every day in this COVID world. White knuckle baby. White knuckle baby. You can find me on Twitter at shut up may or Instagram may Wilkerson. 
And and you're um, you're doing your podcast still. And yeah, our podcast is actually on break right now, so okay. I'm not sure if we're going to come back or not. But you can listen to all the back episodes at Crazy in Bed podcast. Yeah, I was iTunes, on that podcast. Et cetera. Check it out. Andrea was a guest. Oh, that was such an epic, fun episode. Yeah, I um, loved it. You guys are so funny. It's awesome, crazy. guys. Make sure that you're following Thank May you. because she is an absolute treasure. To comedy, um, yeah, your Twitter's should. I mean, it's we, we said she's a good writer, it, you should follow her. It does come out on Twitter, and I love your Twitter handle. Shut up, me <laughs> that's you. amazing! So much, guys. Hamza, what, what's going on with you? Talk to us. I have a podcast going since 2005. It's oh, called it? Keith. Yeah, well, you know, I'm lazy, <laughs> you know, how we are. Um, uh, at, the Jews. Uh, well, my horns got in the way for a little while, but I got I'm better it. now. Yeah, I went to wax 7,000 crosses. <laughs> <laughs> I have one in my kitchen. It's very pretty. Okay. Uh, it's Keith and the Girl, KeithandTheGirl.com, Keith and the Girl on any platform. And everybody on here has been on the show, and it's just been a pleasure. So, yeah, that's it. My name is Chemda. It's spelled Chemda. Okay, and you can find her on all social media. Uh, Instagram is Hemda KTG and Hemda on Twitter. Uh, you can find me. Uh, I have two other podcasts. One of them is called 90 Day Fiance Trash Talk. The other is Teen Mom Trash Talk because I'm a classy broad. And uh, <laughs> if you watch any of those shows, please listen to the podcast. You could also go to TracyCarnazzo.com for any projects that I'm working on. And you could follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Trixie Tuzini, T-R-I-X-I-E-T-U-Z-Z-I. And, I. and guys, if you want to know anything else about the podcast, please go to onlyinnewyorkpod.com because we have experiences, um, we have shout outs, we have holographic stickers for sale. Guys, make sure that you go there, check it out, and you will see everything about the podcast. You could read a little bit about us. You could see our faces if you've never seen them before. And they're very, very good looking. I just want you to know that. So onlyinnewyorkpod.com for sure. Andrea, what's going on over there? Yo, follow me at Andrea Comedy 69 on Instagram. You can see my mental breakdowns happen in full. In real time. In real time. Someone messaged me recently and was like, yeah, your Instagram's been looking a little cry for help recently. Yep. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> so if you would like to enjoy that, do that. Please do that. Mm -hmm. I have fun on there. Um, check out my other podcast, The Hot Mess Comedy Hour. These ladies have also all been on it and been fabulous. Um, I it was just a fun time. It, yeah, man. Yeah. It's it's a great it's a great show. I really am proud of it. I've been doing it for five years. And actually, Andrea actually has always waited until like, okay, you're just on the outs of your breakdown where you can articulate it. Let's go on a show. And I'm like I all right, here's the shit. <laughs> I am a snake and I will wait in the grass until you are at your peak falling apart. And then I will snipe at you like a viper, like a content viper. Um, that's what I call myself in the privacy of my own home. Anyways, uh, Andrea, the content viper at Andrea Comedy 60. <laughs> Follow me there. Consume me. Balls. Sauce. <laughs>